listening to the White Oak Houston podcast, the official podcast of White Oak Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. White Oak exists to help people come alive to the wonder of the gospel and fully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit us online at whiteoakchurch.net. Welcome to the White Oak Church Podcast. It is so good to be back with all of our faithful listeners. <laughs> I feel really encouraged because we have not recorded a podcast in a long time. And we actually had several people that said, hey, man, like, where's the podcast? Where's the content? So, <laughs> Which is surprising. I know. But... People actually listen, you know. So that was really encouraging. Um, but uh, so we're excited to be back here with you. And, um, you know, we're not sure. We've got a lot going on in the season of the church, which is kind of what we're going to talk about here today. Uh, but we wanted to at least record a couple podcasts for uh, the people that are either a part of our church or kind of looking in on what's happening. And uh, today, what we want to talk about is essentially why we are restarting our church. If you've been around for a while or you've been following us on social media, you know that White Oak Baptist Church is essentially we're restarting our church, we're replanting our church. It's a really exciting season in the life of our church. And uh, our plan is to basically restart our church with a new name and a new commitment to reach people far from God. We're going to call ourselves New Day Church, and we're going to launch on September 15th, 2019. It's going to be an amazing day, and we're so excited. And we've also got a ton of things to do to get ready for that. But uh, Pastor James, um, one of the things that you've mentioned, I know, is that you know we're in church world, and so... We say these terms and we assume people know what they are, but, you know, we do this for a living. We're pastors. We're in church world. Um, And so when we say things like we are restarting our church, we don't want to assume that people understand what that means. Um, And so just give us kind of a quick overview of like, what does it mean to restart a church? You're right. We're we're in this world and we talk about it and we use these terms and you assume that everyone knows. But, But essentially when it comes to kind of uh, reaching a city with the gospel of Jesus. We know that that happens through the church, and there's a lot of different churches throughout the city. And as people think about how to get the gospel out or how to kind of reach and impact our city, there's kind of two schools of thought. One is called church planting, and the other is called church revitalization. And so church planting is essentially saying, you know what, uh, where no church exists, we're going to plant a church, we're going to start fresh, uh, we're going to get people and draw them into that, but this church hasn't been around, it's going to be brand new. And then on the other end of that, there's like church revitalization, which is like, you know what, here's a church that's been here for a really, really long time, and we're going to try to grow that church. We're going to breathe new life into it and and different things like that. I think for us, what we've seen is is we're kind of doing a mixture of those two. Uh, Essentially, we've been a part of a church, and you and I have been here our entire life. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even beyond that, White Oak Baptist Church has been around for over 80 years at this Mm -hmm. point. And so it's a very long established church. And it's gone through good seasons and bad seasons. But uh, for a season, it did experience kind of a a decline, a decline in mission, a decline in people who were coming. I think at one point we had maybe like 80 to 90 people when at one point we had over 200 people at at some point in the past. And so, uh, but what we felt God doing was a new work in our midst. Like we felt him breathing new life, like a a fresh commitment to the gospel and to Mm -hmm. getting the great commission out and different things like that. So we felt this thing that God was doing that he was birthing really in us. And so uh, what we decided to do was say, you know what, we're going to recognize that God is doing a new thing. And so we're going to restart our church under that fresh vision. And so essentially for us, restarting a church means that we get to start fresh with a new vision, but we still get to keep kind of some of our history and what God has done in our midst. And I think that's a really beautiful mixture. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I know another thing we've talked about is kind of this image of probably the simplest way I could put it is basically White Oak is giving birth to New Day. Mm. And so I was kind of telling you earlier, it's like we, we kind of maybe look like it a little bit. We got some of the genes and the DNA, but we are altogether something different and new, you know. And so essentially White Oak is becoming New Day. We're restarting. And I think this is important because all the statistics that I've read basically say specifically when it comes to Baptist churches, that 70% are declining, meaning 70, meaning the, the majority of Baptist churches are declining. And we would probably argue that one of the reasons for that is not because that the gospel is not compelling or God's not good, but because for whatever reason, the church probably isn't as missional or as desiring to grow and reach people as it should be, even willing to do what it takes. And so obviously a restart helps in that process. And so, but James, give us a little kind of some specifics, like for us in our context, as we've been kind of praying about it and studying this, why are we restarting our church? So we know what it is, but why are we doing it as a church? And man, I feel like we've talked about it so much at this point that like it, it just feels it just feels normal. But when you think about, I mean, this is a huge step for our church and and we recognize that and we may have talked about it a lot, but it's still a massive step. And so I I recognize that. And sometimes I think about it, I just get goosebumps thinking about where kind of where God is taking us. But really I think the game changer uh, for us and some of the leaders in our church is, you know, we, we began to ask questions like, if we were missionaries in yeah. our context, if, if we were to, to land here from another country in Houston, Texas, at the corner of Milwee and Ming, if we were to do that, what would we be doing? And, yeah. and that question began to, for lack of a better word, infect all haunt the things. It, yeah. it began to haunt us in everything that we did. And so uh, really everything became subject to that question. Like, how do we reach people for Jesus Christ? How do we become a church that's relevant in our day? And so we have uh, different reasons kind of why we think that restarting our church is going to help us to reach people <laughs> in our day. And one of the main things that we're doing with the restart is that we're, we're going to be called New Day Church. And mm-hmm. that's a huge step for us. It's a step for any church to actually change their name, but we began to ask the question, if we were to start our church today, would mm. we name ourselves White Oak Baptist Church? And Such on, a good yeah, we, we weren't able to say, we were said, no, we, no, we wouldn't. And, yeah. and everyone that we asked, even within our church body would say, no, we probably would not call it that. And so our question was then, why are we called that? <laughs> right? I mean, if we were missionaries in our Just concept, honest, what's going to reach the yeah. most people? And so uh, really the, the name New Day was birthed out of like kind of two things. One is we saw that God was bringing a new day to our church, right? It mm-hmm. was a, a new day. We have a fresh vision. It seems like new life is being uh, breathed into us. You talked about mm-hmm. new birth. And so this idea of our church finding its new day uh, really resonated, I think, with you and I and also a lot of other people. Uh, but really, uh, even thinking about what Jesus does for us in our own lives. Like Jesus offers a new day uh, to everybody and you can find your new day in him. And so it became this narrative that really resonated deep in our souls, but also uh, resonated even with newer people that we were talking to. So that that's kind of one of the reasons why we do it. We also found that statistics say that new churches reach people five are are more likely to reach people like statistically mm-hmm. than older churches i think as much as like five times more likely to yeah. to reach new people and so really this gives us an opportunity to to reach our community and say hey you know what a fresh work is starting here like come be a part of it come check it out and, and, and we think that 
being under the banner of a new name and, and starting fresh gives us a chance to really reintroduce ourselves to the community, right? People have drive by this, you know, we're sitting in the lobby right now and we're looking out. People drive by this building and they've been driving by it for years yeah. and they have no idea what's going on inside. Yeah. And so really uh, starting under a new name gives us a chance to say, hey, something new is happening. Well, and even that, I mean, we actually got that from actual people that were coming into our church who were saying, man, I love this place and I've been around for five years in the community. I had no idea you existed, you know, and they had driven by the building and, you know, we've got a, we, we love our building, but it, it looks like a 1960s kind of church. And so, um, was a chance to basically reintroduce ourselves, um, and kind of give people a chance to kind of, um, kind of get to know us again. Yeah. And, and the other thing I was going to say is, man, when you've been around for as long as we have, and, and I mean, Longer than you and I have been alive combined, lot, you yeah. know, which is like amazing. <laughs> um, but we've been around for so long. And when you have an organization that's been around for that long, um, you, come under, you come under a lot of different visions, yeah. a lot of different mission statements, a lot mm. of different values, um, and all these things that kind of weaved into your tradition. And so we felt that by kind of starting fresh, it gives us a chance really for everyone who's a part of our church and for newer people, everyone to kind of get on board with this fresh vision that God has for us, which is to reach people for Jesus. You know? yeah. So it gives us this opportunity to kind of honor our past, but to shed some of the, maybe some of the tradition or some of the things mm. that don't work in our day. And mm. we felt that this was needed in order to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think one of the things we have found is that, you know, vision isn't just to excite people. I think vision also unites and aligns people. Yeah. And so I think that for us, that's been a really huge thing of like, it's so good what you said. Like when you've been around as long as we have all the different vision statements, mission, mission statements, how we do things, the strategy. Um, and, and just because we, we come in with some new ideas or whatever, or kind of like a missionary mindset, um, I think sometimes you kind of cast that vision and people like they mean well, but they don't really realize that it is a new day. And so I think, I guess it's been very beneficial for us because it's kind of, kind of awakened all of us, myself included to the fact that this really is new and that we really need to be intentional and focusing on what God is doing today. Because I think so often people just have like a tendency just to kind of go through the motions, kind of glazed over. And so, and I think that's one of the things that I've been really encouraged by. I feel like people really are, taking notice, they're responding, asking good questions, and really finding how they can find their place in New Day. And so I think overall, it's just a really good thing. Yeah, agreed. Um, just allowing people to find their New Day, not only in their personal life, but also in the church. Um, and I think it's been a really good opportunity for them. And I even just got lunch with one of our leaders and to have um, both people who've been around for a long time and new leaders coming in and being able to shape this with us, like, mm-hmm. you know, to use their giftings to shape where God is taking us. I think it's been a really beautiful thing. And it's hard to do that when you have something that's very established. And so starting something fresh allows people to kind of speak into and shape it with you. Yeah. And I guess maybe like the other thing that we've kind of talked about is I think this is a really cool opportunity for us as a church to kind of reaffirm our biblical convictions. I think, um, you know, today in the American church, I think especially as it becomes more unchurched, uh, I think that there's sometimes this confusions as to what churches believe and, and what they uphold and don't uphold. And so for us, as we've kind of learned what it looks like to be leaders of a church the past several years, we kind of feel like we have an understanding of really how to clearly articulate our doctrine and the gospel-centered, disciple-making, Bible-believing church culture that we have. And this just gives us a chance to kind of make sure everybody's on the same page moving forward together. So 
Uh, next question, man. Because um, this process definitely comes with ups and downs, and, and we don't want to sugarcoat it. Um, there have been moments of just sheer joy where, like you said, it's like, it's like you feel like you're caught up in something. It's like yeah. this movement of God and you're a part of it. And there's also some dark nights of the soul. And for us in leadership, there have been some, some tough moments, even just crafting the plans and kind of helping people or whatever kind of come along with it. So for you and for us, what has been the biggest joy and the biggest challenge in this whole process of restarting our church? I like this because this kind of strips it down from some of the external and just gets to the heart of it. You know, it's like, I mean, we're, we're humans yeah. too. And, our, and change is tough. Yeah. Like our church is full of humans as well. And so like anytime you, you go through the, a process like this, I mean, it, it, it does have huge highs and, and deep lows, you know, mm-hmm. and I think we felt both of those. I think for me personally, um, I'll just share. We, we just had a men's retreat. Uh, our first awesome. one, actually, it was really cool. It was it was led by like lay uh, deacons in our church, yeah. lay leaders in our church. Like did everything. You and I just came along for the ride, which is so beautiful. But like anyway, uh, the last night of the retreat, we, people were kind of sharing, and uh, we had a lot of guys who had been at the church for less than a year. Some of the guys mm. literally have only been here for like two months, yeah. and they were like, "Man." It, it, I, I feel that God is moving here, yeah. and I, I feel like we're on the ground floor of something really special, yeah. and I, I could see myself being a part of that. And I think that's something that, it just as a leader, just like my heart is just, just so warmed by that, mm. that someone can come to our church, not have been established here for the last 30 years like you and I, and to feel like they can be a part of leading it and shaping it and making yeah. a difference. Like that, to me, is very powerful. And and so you had people who have been here for a really long time alongside people who have been here less than a month and they both feel like they're a part of kind of what's happening. And Mm. and so, so it's just a beautiful thing. What about for you, man? What's been joyous for you? There's been a lot of things. I think one thing that comes to my mind is just the leaders that have stepped up. I think that whenever you kind of go back to the basics and say, you know, we're starting something from scratch, I think it really calls leaders to step up because obviously we're restarting because something new has happened. And yet to lead those new things, you need leaders to do that. Mm. And so I think that by God's grace, and we've always tried to empower leaders, but I mean, it's just like in this season, so many new leaders have stepped up and they've grown. And I think people are kind of reaching places in their own leadership and influence that they never thought they would, you know, have. And then I think also the other thing is we have seen so many new people come to the church just the last four or five months. It's almost as if like, because really at the end of the day, God is driving this whole thing. Like our, our big prayer is that God would build New Day Church and we're doing what we think we need to do. But like we know ultimately God is behind everything we're doing and he's like the one that makes it happen. And so I don't think it's any coincidence that literally the, the moment that we announced we're restarting our church, um, which was five months ago, that the last five months have been probably our biggest season of growth we've ever had. You know, we started probably running a little bit over 200 people on a Sunday, a lot more people getting involved. I'm in a community group with four other families, ours and four other families, and every one of those families is, has literally well, wasn't at the church three months ago. Yeah. And so it's us, like we, none of us knew each other and it's all these new families and all these new kids. And so I just think that as we've been willing to step out of our comfort zone into faith, believing that like, if we step out, God's going to be with us, which is the whole narrative of the old and new Testament, you know, God calls us to new things and we got to go on faith that whenever we did that, God said, okay, I'm going to bring you new people to do this because ultimately the church is a people, you know? And so a new church is going to require new people and so it's just been so wonderful to see new people coming in and getting connected. And I think we're at the point now where, like, 
when someone like I remember back in the day when we first were getting started, it was like the church was in such rough shape that even when a visitor would come, you could just tell they they probably didn't feel like they could connect. They didn't feel like they could grow here. It just wasn't a great experience. And now we're at the point where we have visitors constantly, and every time they show up, I, I just feel so confident in our church body that I'm like, who wouldn't want to be here? Hmm. Like, like even if you're not a Christian, who wouldn't man think like the community and like the the music and the conviction of truth isn't compelling? And so I just love how it feels like new people are coming in, and regardless of what they believe, they feel like something special is happening here. So awesome, yeah. But 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 once again, man, let's. There have just been some ups and some downs. Change is uh, is not easy. And so for you, what have been some of the maybe bigger pain points in this process? I just think the very change that's so exciting is also the hardest to cope with. Just yeah. shepherding my own heart through change and growth and, and different circumstances and, and shepherding other people through that has been, I think, a, a real big learning experience for both of us. And, you know, I start with myself first because even in all these changes, it's exciting kind of what's God's doing, but he's also beckoning me out into deeper waters of faith and Absolutely. like, you know, into places where I'm not as comfortable or out of my comfort zone. And so I'm seeing even in myself how God is stretching me and moving me toward, you know, more leadership and more faith in him and more trust and, and empowering other people. And so that's been a, a big thing for me in this season, but also just you and I, as we shepherd people uh, through the change, whether yeah. they've been here for a really long time or, or whether they're, they're newer, um, you know, change is hard, no matter mm. how old or how young you are. And so as people are being stretched and as we're growing and as we're becoming more mission minded, I think it comes against uh, maybe some of our preferences or some of the ways Absolutely. that you know, we prefer to do things and that's, that's really tough. And so I, I want to make sure even as a pastor that I always have that like shepherd's heart for people and, and be like, man, no matter who you are, like God has a new day for you mm. here with us, you know, and yeah. like really communicating that message over and over and over to, to people has been really important to me. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I think that's probably been the, the biggest thing for me too, is I think, and, and, and it's not an age thing. I think that's what people think a lot of times is like, you know, it's going to be harder for the older people, not for the younger people. And we just haven't seen that. Um, some people I think naturally are more adventure seekers. And so they're like, this is amazing. This is kind of fun. You know, we're yeah. part of something. And, and I think other people also, maybe they've been here the last five years, they kind of, it kind of makes sense to them because they sense that, you know? Um, but I think what's interesting for me and you having both grown up here, like it, it's hard for us as well, you know? And I think even as, as leaders, it's hard for us because um, we definitely sense that things are changing. And so even our roles as pastors are changing as the church grows. And it, it's another thing, or maybe my thing would also be even beyond just shepherding people through change. It's also like the church has, begot, has gotten a lot more complicated in terms of leading it. And there's more ministries and leaders and peoples and teams and things going on and, you know, different ministries getting organized. It's, it's definitely gotten more complicated, but in a good way. Like it's, it's good because like so much more ministry is helping. More people are getting discipled, baptized, you know, into community. All those things are happening. But even this past semester with our community groups, how we got way more signups than we were ready for. We didn't have enough houses or, you know, leaders. It was stressful, you know, because you're, you're, you're calling people from the pulpit to respond and they respond and it's like crushing your systems, you know? And, and also, man, last thing I'll say too is I think we underestimate that like, when a church, because basically we've probably doubled in five years, you know, which is considered generally healthy growth. Like when a church has been considered a small church for 
20, 30 years. I mean, there were some spikes in there. Yeah. To think that if it doubles in five years, like that, it's going to change the identity of the church. And so like that's going to be massive change. And, you know, one of the things we're telling people right now, because, you know, even for us, you know, people say, well, I don't know everybody in the church as new people come. And one of the things we're trying to really just kind of help people see is that at the end of the day, it, it, it's not about me knowing everybody, but it's about everybody knowing Jesus. But even for myself, that's hard to kind of come to terms with. I know theologically in my mind, but I remember when I first became the pastor, like any new person or kind of person maybe in my stage of life that came to the church, every single one, we would have them over for dinner, every, every single one of them, you know? And now we're at the point where we can't do that because we have limited time and we have kids now. Um, we still do it as often as we can. We try to at least do it once a week if we can. Um, but it's just not sustainable anymore. And so even for me, like that, the way that I used to do things doesn't, doesn't work anymore. And so for me, it's called me to kind of come into something new. But what I've really found compelling is it just draws me more into faith and less into kind of my system or plan. And so I think for all of us, as you say, we're shepherding people it's like, literally, we don't know what the future is going to hold, and we don't know how, how big this church is going to be. Like, we're, we're not sure. You know, we're just going to love people and reach people. We'll see what happens and trust God. But um, I think at the end of the day, all we can count on really is Jesus and his faithfulness. I can't give you a perfect image of the future, but I think it's in that place where our walk with God thrives. And so ultimately, I think it's a good thing. So, so awesome, man. Well, last question, uh, man. I, you know, one of the things that we've really been trying to do, and, and I think— honestly, something that we're trying to even get better at is help people get involved in this because it's exciting. There's a restart. Mm. But if someone's listening to this and maybe they haven't officially gotten on board with New Day Church and what we're doing, um, how can somebody be a part of what's happening here? Yeah, great question. Uh, Just really three things I can think of off the top of my head. One is just be in prayer Um, for yourself. Is this something that God's calling you into you live in the houston area you live you live around the i mean does god want you to come be a part of this new work as well Uh, but also just praying for us in general Uh, like you said this this started as a work of god it's going to continue as a work of god and it's going to end one day as a work of god and so like we're we're just trusting him all throughout the process and so for me one of the ways that i've grown is like just it's it's all prayer it's all god and and we got to submit it to him in prayer so that's number one number two is uh, we're going to talk about it in our next podcast, but you can join the launch team, which is yeah. just in the interim uh, for the next six months or so before we restart the church. Uh, the launch team are the people who are helping us build it. Mm. And uh, that's why I said just I just got back from lunch from someone who's on the launch team who's helping us shape our group's ministry. And so mm. it's like we're figuring it out together, and that's what the launch team does. Like they're serving with us. They're growing with us. We're, they're figuring it out with us. And I think it's just really cool. Uh, that the launch team gets to build that with us. And so if you want to join that, that's something that you can do. And then third, just kind of share about what we're doing on Facebook. Share this yeah. podcast, share uh, you know updates that we have about the church. You know, Just get the word out in the community. We really do want to introduce ourselves and have a fresh face to the community around us and say, hey, God is doing something here. And so uh, doing that would go a long way in helping us. Awesome. Well, Pastor James, thank you so much for sharing your insight on this. As always, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you do have a minute and if you do find this podcast helpful, if you could rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen, that would be great. And preferably a five-star rating would be better than a one-star rating, but of course, don't lie. So, uh, But we love you guys. And uh, as always, we'll see you next time.